bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. And I'm Conowin. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back, Conowin. We missed you. Conowin's Corner. Yay. Missed you so much. It's so good to I'm- be back, as always. And uh, to start the, in- the end of the year and the start of another. So mm-hmm. big episode. Big fun. <laughs> I am so big glad fun. you're feeling better. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think everyone's been sick. Like every, mm-hmm. everyone I know has been sick with something. So um, we've had a lot of very <laughs> sketch Neptune transits in the last month, which I think I mentioned briefly in the last episode. But Neptune is all things we cannot see, touch, and or and feel. Mm. Um, or I guess we can feel them, but we can't like, you know, physically interact with them. And illness is actually one of those things. So um, I feel like everyone got just hit by Neptune in one way or another and uh, we certainly did in my house so <laughs> I'm ready wow. for that yeah right mm-hmm. I mean Neptune's a sick little you know <laughs> like yeah like, the swearing is real like tonight I think we're already there yeah. um hello. yeah we're yeah. we're we're just there everyone so which is so great for my fellow Capricorns out there happy birthday Capricorns it's your season baby <laughs> hello my we mom is a Capricorn my sister and my brother-in-law are Capricorns. Whoa. My son has a Capricorn stellium. Ooh. Four planets in Capricorn, three of which oh, are personal. Whoa. So I can't wait to see how that manifests. Oof. <laughs> so, Oof. Yeah. Wow. It's good energy. It'll be whoa. fun. He's yeah. an Aquarius, though. So, like, the Saturn is real with this kid. Because uh, Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn as well as Aquarius. But, um, yeah. So I'm ready to jump right into this season if you guys are. I Get am too it. because I heard Saturn's being a real dick. What do you think about that? <laughs> Saturn is always being um <laughs> wow, the, the shade just came out. Um Saturn is a hardball, like ass he's mm. he's an asshole. Like um, but the thing with Saturn, he's like that boss, right? That like is really, really tough and will never like give you the acknowledgement of a good job and works you to your bone and will like give you the contract with 80 million things in it. And if you miss the one thing, well, that's your fault. Right. However, he's also that boss that like will drop those golden nuggets of wisdom where you're like, wow, that just changed my life. And when he does give you the good job, it means more than anything in the whole world. Right. It's, it's that kind of energy with Saturn. And so he definitely rewards us, but it's like at the end of a real hard road, (laughs) really hard road so um not to shade any of my capricorns or aquarius out there because saturn is incredibly important to i wouldn't just say like our lives and society but quite frankly the fabric of reality which since we're talking Whoa. about this i'll go ahead and address this uh so saturn will be in aquarius for all of this capricorn season however as we're looking into 2023 which we're gonna take some sneak peeks into 2023 but i have a whole episode planned for you guys um that is the 2023 astrology episode oh since you mentioned that we want to let everybody know that we we're releasing our regular episode as conowin corners yearly forecast and we're not releasing it on wednesday after yule we are releasing it the friday before the new year so it's just a little bit of a different schedule so just want to let you know that 
Go for it, Conowin. Go for it. <laughs> cool. And I'm so excited to bring you the transits for 2023. Uh, I think, I, I imagine a lot of us are probably feeling a significant tone shift that's like slowly creeping in and has been over the last month and a half. Um, as a number of astrologers are putting it, like the, the pandemic of fear and like the last couple of years is finally sort of transitioning into this next phase. And a big part of that is going to be Saturn moving into Pisces because it's been hanging out in Aquarius this last two and a half years. Saturn spends typically about two and a half years in each sign. And when it moves into Pisces, it's staying there. Typically, uh, Saturn will retrograde back into a sign, but it will not be doing that. It stays in Pisces. And Saturn, Saturn likes being in Aquarius where it's been because that's its rulership and it's comfortable there and it gets to explore all its boundaries, which Saturn's all about boundaries and going to the furthest limits. Saturn's all about limits, <laughs> but Aquarius is all about the furthest ones out there and maybe pushing those rules a little bit, right? But Saturn is what gives it the, the sense of what the rules are. When Saturn goes into Pisces, uh, the very fabric of our reality may kind of shift a little bit because Pisces is like the ocean. You can't hold it. <laughs> so uh, when, you, when, you, when you put the planet of boundaries and discipline and foundation into the sign of the infinite and all things we can only feel, there's some conflicting energy in there. <laughs> and Saturn's just not quite as comfortable. He can't operate as strictly as he would like to, as straightforward as he would like to. So really, I look at next year as being really an exploration of, okay, so when when our when our foundations are sort of reduced down to their base amount, like what's left. And also Pisces is really about compassion. So Saturn moving into a place of, of seeing the unity within us all and finding compassion in our hearts and dissolving those boundaries and reaching across, you know, to build relationship in a way that's not just with your neighbor or your mother or your uh, partner or your friend, but with like across the universe, across the world, like, I mean, aliens coming kind of thing. It's, it's a real like reaching across all boundaries. It'll be an interesting next year. We have a lot more to talk about with that. Um, as I said, in the next episode, is the, I'll be on as well as a little bit in this one. But that's kind of where we're looking forward with Saturn. Of course, this is the Capricorn episode. So let's talk a little bit about the winter solstice, which is December 21st. It will actually occur. The sun will be moving into Capricorn at 1.48 p.m. So it'll be at zero degrees Capricorn. And the chart for this uh, ingress is what that's called when a, when a plant will move into the next sign is showing us that Mercury and Venus are in trine with Uranus and the North Node. So to me, this is actually really exciting because it's kind of, again, this little hint at the next year. This is like an attraction or an idea or a um, just a magnetism towards something that maybe really feel like really feel really exciting or really new. In fact, it could feel so new that it's like alien to us in the sense that like, I've never been attracted to something like that before, or I've never had an idea like that. That seems completely out of left field. But it's this like draw, you know, this, this magnetism, as I said, towards something that's a little bit groundbreaking for us. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, literally going out and breaking ground somewhere. It can just be a flash of insight that suddenly is so inspiring and just sort of takes hold of you in a moment. Uranus is really a planet about like instantaneous flashes of brilliance. So finding moments like that, I think this is kind of the start of this season. That's like the tone that we're setting. And next year, we're going to have Pluto moving into Aquarius, which is a huge, huge shift. I'm going to talk much more detail about soon. Um, but as a sort of precursor, 
Pluto's been in Capricorn now since 2008. That's when it moved into Capricorn, which if that gives you any clue as to what that's been feeling like. Um, and then, of course, we had the great conjunction of Pluto and Saturn in Capricorn in 2020. And look what that brought, right? You know, so we've had a lot of this like very transformational breaking foundations, Pluto and Capricorn energy. And now it's going to completely shift tone into Aquarius. And Aquarius is ruled by that flash of brilliance, lightning in a bottle, Uranus. So it's like, okay, you know, this is much different energy where it's kind of that like genius brainiac you know, the mad scientist energy, right? And and we have Pluto there really daring us to like go forward. Now this can look like a lot of crazy advances in technology. This can also, I mean, look at AI, right? Like look at like the stuff that we're seeing with robots, like crazy stuff, right? But can also look like a complete uh, reformation of relationship considering Aquarius is the sign of brotherly love or, you know, sisterly love, everybody's love, you know, it's the sign of community, quite frankly. And so mm. we're going to see this like revolution in what community means. And with Uranus there, there's always kind of a wild card to this. It's not, it's not anything that you expect to happen. So we see this happen just at the very beginning of this season where there's this like very, I mean, a trine energy is harmonious. So this should feel like it just kind of flows in from nowhere. And it's that flash of insight idea that suddenly we're really all about. I don't know about you guys, but I've actually already just, I just experienced this. We're only a couple days away from this day. And you probably will feel this in the days leading up to it, as well as the days after, because Venus and Mercury are moving a little slower and than our Earth does. And so if you've had that moment or flash of insight, go with it. Like, see where it takes you. Be curious and open to it, because uh, I really encourage you to like just see where that takes you and see where um, the dreams and the fantasy of that could unfold. Now, with that, we also are going to have Jupiter and Aries square the sun in Capricorn. So um, when the sun moves into Capricorn, Jupiter will have just moved into Aries as well. And that Aries-Capricorn square is really about sort of the Aries energy. So Jupiter is like pushing us forward, like so passionately and excitedly towards something, right? Like, oh my gosh, I'm so jazzed about this idea or this thing I want to do or this goal I have. I mean, maybe it's your New Year's resolution. Maybe it's like a trip you're going on. Maybe it's an investment you're making. And then the sun in Capricorn is saying, okay, but wait, stability, right? Security, hold on, <laughs> like, hold up. So there's a bit of tension there. And I would definitely recommend if something feels like it's really urgent, definitely take that as a cue to step back <laughs> because Jupiter oh, tends wow. to make a big like, you know, explosion out of something that maybe isn't so well thought out yet or completely explored in a safe way. And the sun in Capricorn is telling us like, hold up, like you have time. It's not that urgent. Like you need to, you know, make sure you find yourself protected, secure yourself and do this in a way that's like step by step. You don't need to jump to the top of the mountain. Like that Capricorn is the mountain goat. They take one step at a time all the way up the mountain. So take your time with it and, and know that the dream is there. I mean, like by all means, like, you know, if it's something that really excites you and ignites your passion, follow that lead, but you don't have to do it all in a day, <laughs> right? It's not going to all happen tomorrow. Um, and I think actually this, again, being a precursor to the year that we're looking at, Jupiter will spend um, some months in Aries where we're going to get this like huge influx of like feeling of passion and going forward and having sort of this independent streak where we're like, I'm breaking out of this and I'm moving into new territory and I'm doing this thing. And maybe we feel 
urgently called to do it because of life circumstances, or maybe it's just something that we've been holding on to for a long time. And suddenly we're like, this is it. This is my time. This is my moment. But then Jupiter's going to move into Taurus and Taurus says, slow down. Okay, let's make this like actually tangible. Let's make this like actually something we can manifest physically into a real thing because Aries is the, the fire, the passion, but there's not substance to it yet. So when Jupiter goes into Taurus sometime, uh, I believe it's going to be, I have the date somewhere, but it's in the first half of the year, later first half of the year, I believe in May. Um, it's going to feel like the brakes are kind of put on that idea. So by all means, spend your time dreaming and thinking it up and writing it down and, and doing your vision boards, like do all that stuff because really crystallize what it is you want and get to the values of why it's important to you. So that way when Jupiter enters Taurus, you can go, okay, we've started, we've begun. I feel like I just jumped into 2023, but that is it's what's cool about the seasons. I really feel like the next couple of weeks are going to be this great precursor to like what the whole tone, at least the first half of 2023 is. Well, I'm really hoping that our last solstice that we just recorded and this episode drop on the same day, which will be a nice balance to how pissed off I was about the first couple of weeks. <laughs> Okay. Because we're in Mercury retrograde. So this right. is a nice perspective. Thank you so much. And I'm dying to know, but I, I know that it's none of our business, but I just want you to know that I'm sending you lots of good energy about whatever your your insight was. And when you are ready to share, my ears are open and so is my heart. Oh, I mean, I'm happy like to drop into that. It was literally, it was, it's, this is what I love about, okay, so Uranus is in Taurus right now. I was just gushing about this to a friend of mine. Um, I had a ritual last night, which my, my friend and I, we have a group called Divine Warriors and we do rituals at Crescent Moon Gifts down in Tacoma. So we had our Yule ritual and there was a moment where we all spoke what we wanted to manifest for 2023 and with this winter solstice, um, with the sun coming back. And um, at the time, I'd said a word that, like, I realized in hindsight wasn't quite what I wanted. And so last night, as I'm, like, going to bed, I'm thinking about it because life's been stressful, right? And I'm really thinking clearly about, okay, like, what are these values that I'm holding on to and that I care about? And, like, what's my dream? What's my passion that I'm going for? And, like, what's going to help me get there? Like, what is it I actually need personally to do this, to feel like I have the courage to go forward. And I realized that the word I should have chosen was connection, which is so basic and like simple, right? I mean, but Uranus and Taurus energy reminds us like the simplicity is like some of the most beautiful parts of this world. And I really got to thinking just about like, you know, truly feeling connected with my child, with my husband, with my body, with my craft, with my deities, and just like how I miss that. Like I feel very isolated. And it was like, it was just one of those moments where all of a sudden like everything makes sense, you know, but it was so simple. And it just made me laugh because it was like, this is so like such basic, it's just connection. But for some reason, it just kind of clarified everything and crystallized it all into like one moment where I was like, duh, <laughs> that's what I'm missing. That's what I need to work on. And it's such a simple idea. But if I can just put that intention into everything that I'm doing going forward, I will live a life with more intention and more like, you know, bringing in whatever it is I'm trying to manifest a little bit easier. And remembering that like, 
that's something that my soul needs in order to move forward. And sure enough, like today was a better day because of that, you know? And so it's, it's simple. It doesn't have to be groundbreaking. Like I was saying, you know, it can be, and that's marvelous out there. If you are having these ideas, that's awesome. Um, but it doesn't have to be super complicated or wild or, you know, put you on like the next billionaire list or anything. It can just be like, what is it I my soul is craving right now and what can I do? So yeah, anyway, that was that, that wow. was that story. <laughs> but really, really That's simple, amazing. right? I don't want anyone to feel intimidated by like this Uranian energy. It doesn't have to be like you're a mad genius all of a sudden if that's not something you resonate with. Like, don't worry about that. Wow. That's cool. I Thank think, you for sharing. I think it's super fascinating that almost every single thing you've been talking about that is either currently happening, about to be happening, or has been happening is stuff I have had happening. (laughs) Like I've been doing work, my hand was kind of forced, but I've been doing work around boundaries and I did something that was really scary and like a very weird calm that is very not my normal operating procedure, (laughs) Uh, like has come over me about it in a way that is like allowed me to feel more connected to the important things. And I just had literally just had a friend yesterday tell me that like, they see me like taking control of my own life and being at home in my own body. And like how beautiful it is to see someone like honoring their boundaries and their limits. And like that made me feel more connected to this person because it felt so good to be seen. Like it like that whole boundaries, but also like fostering connection through safety and stability and through the banishing and purging of, of things that no longer uphold your values. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Same thing here. I, with a, another group of friends, they're all experiencing it right now and I'm experiencing it in a different personal way, not again, not with anyone. So, yeah, this is really resonating. How about you all out there? We'd love to hear yeah. from you. Is this resonating with you all? I love yeah. it when this happens. <laughs> yeah. so much more, like, confident. Wild. <laughs> Wild. Just amazing. <sighs> love it. Well, let's talk about the new moon, right, in Capricorn that we've yeah. got coming. That's just going to happen just a couple days after the start of the season. So the energy really, because the planets are not moving, you know, as fast as we are necessarily. And Mercury has slowed way down because it's prepping for its retrogrades in shadow right now. So it's moving right in line with Venus. Those two are pals. And so the new moon in Capricorn is going to be on December 23rd. This is at 2.17 a.m. that it's exact. And it's at one degree of Capricorn. So I know I say this in every episode, but for anybody who's new listening or if you haven't tried this yet, I so recommend it. If you can pull up your natal chart and you have your birth time, check and see where one degree of Capricorn is and whatever house that falls in, look up that house and that will give you an idea of the arena of your life that that moon is going to take place in. And um, if you're struggling to find an idea of what you want to do on this new moon or where you want to focus your energy and time, this can be a great way to sort of plan whatever it is you want to start working on for this moon phase. I want to ask you because someone on Patreon asked as well, and I've had a couple of questions. How does one find it? Tell us first the system that you're using of houses and how do they find their, that one degree of what? Uh, this will be Capricorn. Yeah. Capricorn. Got it. 
Uh, great question. So there are a number of house systems. Um, I personally use Placidus. I know a lot of beginners love to use Equal House. If you're using Equal House, it'll be very easy to find whatever house that Capricorn's in because the whole house is Capricorn's house for you. So if you're a beginner, I would totally start with using Equal House or sometimes it's called um, just, it, yeah, it's it's usually just called equal house. There's another name for it. And now I can't remember that, but if I think of it, mm -hmm. I'll say it. Um, but okay. look for equal house. And then the, another one is Coke that people use K O C H. Um, but again, I use Placidus. I think Placidus and Coke are probably the two more common ones. And then equal house is fantastic for anybody beginning. If you are using a house system, uh, that is not equal house, then your houses are going to cover two different signs, sometimes up to three signs. What you want to do is you're going to look on the outside like of your chart, right? Of course, I'm making hand gestures. No one can see me, but this is the beauty of technology. <laughs> but, so if you imagine your chart, it's a big circle, right? And so around the outside, you're going to see the 12 zodiac signs, and you're going to find Capricorn's symbol. So you'll need to know what that looks like. And uh, then within that, you're going to be able to see, okay, where does Capricorn start? So look at the end of Sagittarius into Capricorn. That's going to be that transition. And because it's just one degree for this new moon, it's going to be like right there. So wherever Capricorn starts in your chart, there, that's going to be like a section of the pie of your chart because it's cut up into 12 uh, slices, essentially. And so you're going to find, okay, which section of the pie is this? It starts on the western side. I know, it, now it's getting complicated. Um, but basically, you'll just want to look for which segment of the pie, right, of your chart. They usually will have a number, and that's your house. So whatever okay. slice of the pie that Capricorn at one degrees is in, that's the house that it's in. So uh, like I talk about it typically. So for me, um, it's going to be in my 10th house, which is usually near the top of the chart. And the 10th house, if you go look up whatever the 10th house is or whatever your house is, uh, the 10th house is typically career and legacy and jobs and just sort of like the mark that you leave on the world. So for me, that's like a pretty big new moon that I could take advantage of and, you know, use toward my career. Um, Corey, yours is going to be in your third house, which is typically located at the bottom of the chart. And so Corey, the third house is, uh, it's about, it's a lot of things, actually. It, first and foremost, to me, I think of it as like the voice but it's very mercurial in that it's like also transportation, it's uh, siblings, it's um, short-term travel, it's like writing, uh, you know, publications, but it could be like social media um, kind of exists in that place. So it's a very busy house, right? And so lots of opportunities for connection, friends, and people that you would consider like siblings or your siblings and just sort of that short-term travel, all things that we kind of associate with Mercury and that busyness. And then data yours is in your second house, which is kind of to the bottom left side of the chart. And the second house is primarily around self-value and worth, but money kind of gets tied into that. Resources get tied into that. Um, your home can get tied into that because that is a resource, right? But really depth-wise, like if we're thinking about what it really is, it is your self-worth. So the things that you you know, bring into your life the resources, the value, the valuables, um, the items that you bring into your life that mean something to you. And so this is a new beginning in that area, but it's about bringing worth back into your life and to feel like, you know, a actual physical, tangible foundation. So yeah, um, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> it, it does get complicated as we do this. But again, if you can kind of figure out what your house structure looks like, whichever system you use, 
again, I use Placidus, but I don't necessarily prefer it over others. Equal House is fantastic, like I said, especially if you're learning. So whatever house system you you have, try to figure out where your houses are first, like which one through 12, and then start figuring out, okay, where are the zodiac signs? And then in this case, you're going to be looking for one degree of Capricorn. Wow. Yes. I will listen to that several times over and over again. <laughs> That's and I'm happy helpful. to like type that very. out at some point and like post it somewhere <laughs> if that's more helpful. Hey, guess what? Oh my gosh. And Patreon and Corey, the gestures class may come to you sooner than later because Conowin, your last episode, actually not your entire episode. I, I took a part of it. I have learned how to transcribe with, with word. Yeah. And all I did was upload the file and within 10 minutes I had the entire transcript. No, that's awesome. Yes, yes, yay I technology did. when it works. So yeah, Hello. yeah, that's great when it works. Yeah. When it works, <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, cool. Again, I hope that comes out making any kind of coherence. So this new moon, um, because it's happening, like I said, so soon after the Capricorn season begins, we're still going to have that square to Jupiter to contend with. So again, you know, sink into those dreams. But if they're feeling like you need to start them right away, not necessarily true, especially with new moon energy, right? It's it's really that time to sort of ruminate on that. Um, don't feel pressured to like get it done. I know Capricorn energy too can kind of make us like want to be really productive. But uh, right now, it's really a time to just sort of gestate and like build those ideas and dreams together. So whatever it is you're feeling, just kind of sink into the joy of feeling it versus trying to make it manifest right away. And Mercury will be sextile Neptune, which is really beautiful and lovely. Great time to do any kind of magic. I really like that relationship. That's that's a lot of speaking and communication around, um, you know, again, Neptune. So that is the fantasy. That is the dream. So sharing these ideas that you're having, these dreams you're having with people, finding that community that you feel accepted at is so important uh, to to have the courage to do that because we can all help each other in some way when we're you know vulnerable enough and open enough to start sharing these ideas. I find you know so often those connections just sort of start happening and you had no idea that maybe someone that you knew personally could like help you with something that you're trying to manifest and you don't have to do it alone. So definitely opportunities there to really make the most of this new moon. And then right after that, pretty much, we're going to have Mercury going into retrograde. Uh, Mercury will be retrograde December 29th through January 18th. So everybody back up your computers now. <laughs> Do it now. Um, uh, it, wherever Capricorn is in your chart, that's going to be kind of what it's ruling, too. So you can expect Mercury being in... Mercury's going to be in Capricorn actually quite a long time. Typically, Mercury zips through signs. It's only in there for like two weeks. But Capricorn, it's going to be there for like over a month. Uh, so definitely a lot of mercurial energy wherever you have Capricorn. So again, like I was talking earlier about where we're having this new moon and those houses, that's going to be kind of where we're feeling this mercury retrograde as well, which is probably why it's so important, right, that we sort of put the brakes on whatever it is we're hoping to manifest because that mercury retrograde is going to have a few surprises in store for us. It's a one, two, three, right? So be ready for things to maybe not go perfectly and have the backup plan. Capricorn typically has like four or five backup plans. So put on your Capricorn hat and be ready and secure for whatever's coming your way and be able to, you know, traverse your way up the mountain one way or another. So, uh, yeah, but Mercury will be in Capricorn for a while. Thankfully, it's making actually a lot of nice aspects overall, and it's kind of hanging with Venus the whole time. So I don't anticipate this to be 
a super difficult Mercury retrograde for most. But again, if it's in one of those really intimate houses in your chart or it's in a placement where maybe it's really difficult, you may have a harder time with this. So knowing where your Capricorn placement is can be very helpful. Now, Mars, meanwhile, is going to be coming out of retrograde. Finally, it's been in retrograde since October 30th in Gemini. And it's actually been in Gemini since August 19th. And it's still in there. (laughs) And it's going to be in there for a while. It's moved all the way back to eight degrees. So on January 12th, it will finally be moving direct. And it will go all the way back through those degrees. Uh, I read a post recently and I was like, oh, of course, right? So wherever Mars is currently traversing in Gemini in your chart is going to be somewhere where you're going to feel this. But also Mars rules over Aries and Scorpio. So all my Aries and Scorpio energy people out there, if it's your sun, your moon, your rising, whatever, this may have also really affected you too because Mars is your ruler. So if you're a Gemini or an Aries or a Scorpio, or if you have a lot of that energy in your chart, wherever that's happening, things should probably start to get a little bit easier (laughs) because Mars is our life force energy and it's trying to make us go forward. And when Mars is in retrograde, it's going backwards, which it hates doing. So, and then Gemini gets really chatty and talking and just wants to like spread gossip and do like, you know, uh, share all the details that don't necessarily matter and just like complain about it all the time. Right. And so, that sounds like a Sagittarius thing. <laughs> well, Gemini and know. Sagittarius happen to be on the same oh. axis. <laughs> so there are similar, you know, opposites attract, but also there are some fun similarities there. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And of course, you know, if you've got any of these energies in your chart, you may be feeling this in one way or another. Um, I know that when I went and looked at my Aries and Scorpio placements in my own chart, I was like, oh yeah, I've been feeling it there too. Certainly. Okay. I didn't even like think of that. So important to check those out for sure. I don't know. Have you guys felt like it's been like a start stop game since about October 30th and just nothing is moving forward? At work it has. Yeah. Yeah. Health wise, we talked about that on the last episode as well. Not my health, but about how how I'm really sick of the universe getting stuck on a record with the needle and like enjoying staying at the skip. It's just like pick up the needle and move on in universe. Come on. Certainly. Yeah. <laughs> I think around January 12th, we're all going to, well, I should, I should correct that. So Mars, when it, when it goes direct, it's not like it just moves, right? It's not like it just goes forward. It's going to be at what will look like in our night sky as a standstill. And so that is the most potent time. That's probably going to feel one of the most urgent times. Plus, we have Mercury retrograde compounded on that. So Mercury retrograde always makes us feel like we're more urgently like needed to do something and hurry, rush through it and blah, blah, blah. And then inevitably, all the things, you know, your travel plans go awry. There's miscommunication. The email doesn't work. Your computer shuts down, all that stuff right in the moment. That's like the worst possible moment. So this is when these planets are the closest to Earth. They are really, really potent and powerful. So that January 12th time, it's probably going to feel like another standstill at that moment because Mars is at its strongest and its slowest. And then finally, it will start moving forward. And Mars, Mars is like, okay, in Gemini, I think overall, there are other signs it struggles a little bit more. And so once it starts moving again at its normal clip and it's going forward, I think we're going to start seeing some stories tying up, you know, that we may have had to go over a couple times that skipping record, right? Like now we start seeing it move forward. 
fingers crossed. Indeed. Like, absolutely. So, but just be aware, I think around that like January 12th time, um, as being like January 12th through the 18th, 19th, 20th, um, as potentially just an area where you may fall into like wanting to do things yesterday and it's not getting done. So just, just, Again, put on the Capricorn hat and slow down, <laughs> right? <laughs> Bring in that energy where we can and be ready for things to potentially go a little awry because you can be that like calm, secure person in the room being like, okay, like now we're going to move forward this way. Everybody chill for a sec. Let's one step at a time, right? And so, um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, with that, we have the full moon in Cancer is actually happening a couple days before this on January 6th. Uh, so the full moon in Cancer is going to be at 3.08 p.m. exactly, and it's at 16 degrees. So again, look at 16 degrees in your chart for your full moon. This is a really nice full moon to start off the year. At least this is my opinion. Um, full moon in Cancer, first of all, the moon loves being in Cancer because it rules Cancer. So it's at its greatest illumination. We are feeling the emotion. Of course, full moons are always a really fun time, especially for our essential workers out there and, so, and all of our first responders. So be safe, everyone. But being in Cancer, the moon is in its domicile. It's very happy here. It's comfortable. It rules over Cancer. They have a great relationship. We have the sun trining Uranus on this night, which to me is kind of a signifier of like, Whatever that idea was that you had a few weeks back, right, when Capricorn season started, this is an illumination of that. That might be, you know, literally the full moon bringing a manifestation to this, or it could just be that being highlighted again, it coming up in a stronger way, right? But this is the sun, so this is our soul connecting with this. So whatever this idea is will likely get carried through because of these trines that all the planets are making to Uranus, this harmonious energy bringing this flash of insight forward. Venus is going to be trying Mars, which I love because you have, you know, sort of the divine masculine, divine feminine together, and they're an air sign. So there's a lot of potential for good communication here and collaboration, creativity. And Venus will also be sextiling Jupiter, which is beautiful. So we've got Venus and Aquarius, again, that sort of zany, fun, like, you know, forward thinking, community driven energy, that divine feminine bringing in that attraction, and then in a gorgeous relationship with Jupiter, which is sitting over there going, I want to do my dream. So I feel like there's a lot of nice energy there to move us forward. The one thing that's a little tricky with this is the sun and moon will be square Chiron. So that kind of with full moons, we always have sort of a potential for like, okay, so what have we lost or what is missing? Um, again, the full moon is illuminated. So we kind of see all the, all the things that, you know, necessarily went under the radar before and we can start going like, oh, that's not what I expected. And that's different and whatever. So sun, moon, square Chiron can be, you know, potentially a place where you may have found something out that was potentially hurtful for you. It could be a trigger that comes up that's been buried. Um, Chiron is our, is our wound that we experience in our early life and then how we heal the world later. But cancer energy is meant to be nurturing and caring. So just remember to care for yourself, be kind to yourself during this time. If you need to take that step back and like accept, you know, some space and some peace for yourself, I think it's a great full moon to do that. Um, but there's so much communication and wonderful energy that's like sort of surrounding this. You know, I, I think the potential for healing here is just as, as strong as 
you know, a potential for something coming up. So it's just a little bit of tension there. It may, it, this full moon may challenge you to just move forward in a way where it's like an acceptance, right? And an opening up of communication around that. But ultimately it's about nurturing ourselves and, and protecting ourselves too, um, right? Because full moon and cancer, cancer being the crab energy, that's that crab. So <laughs> we got our claws out, but we're the soft insides. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> so a lot of beautiful feminine energy with this moon that I just love. And then, uh, yeah, we'll have that sort of wacky retrograde direct moment happening. And Aquarius season will start for us on January 20th. I just want it to be my birthday. It's going to be your whole season, girl. <laughs> my whole season. <laughs> I'm making a note of when it starts because, honestly, for me, Aquarius season starts on the 1st of January. Because that's when Cory month starts. Yeah. I'm not trying to steal your shine, Capricorns. They're used to it. <laughs> I'm just no VVV self-centered about my birthday. Well, and she is starting an advent calendar on January 3rd for her birthday this year. That's what Tammy, that was one of the gifts Tammy got me for my birthday. It was that an advent so calendar cool. that was personalized. Mine's full of dice. Yeah. Hers, hers is really cool. Yours was cool, though. Wasn't oh, it yeah. full of jams? Oh, no, that was actually a real advent calendar down to what, down to our Christmas, which is actually takes place on what we call Christmas Adam, because it's the night before Christmas Eve. And even though we are not, we know, we all know who Adam and Eve is and so forth. So, yeah. Yeah. Little. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, I was putting dates in as you were telling us, and I realized that um, my, my planner has the date of the full moon indicated. Nice. That's great. And it's like, Friday the 6th, epiphany, full moon. So I just wrote, in cancer, 16 degrees. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. Super detailed. Uh, epiphany is one of Tammy's favorite days. And you know, the 12 days of Christmas actually start the day of Christmas, the day after Christmas. I believe it's the day of Christmas. But yeah. I also and, just watched yeah. a Tudor documentary about that. So maybe it's yeah. changed. <laughs> Well, and I know that Yule does it as well. So, yeah, the 12 days happen after that. Wow. Conowin, this is, as always, amazing. Just amazing. Well, Thank I have you. my gift to all your listeners as well. Which yes, I, like I was to cap wondering. It. Yes. So the, the most magical day of the season, um, which I only do for you guys, but I just love you all. So, <laughs> um, so I actually, I, I, I like, this is kind of last time where I was like, Thanksgiving's a great day, which I hope that you all had a good Thanksgiving, whatever that turned out to be, whatever that looked like for you. Um, December 24th. So Christmas Eve, right, is actually a pretty awesome day. It's it's pretty chock full of energy. So um, I imagine a lot of us are very busy. <laughs> but if we're not, like, great day to do some magic. Um, we've got the moon moving through Venus, Mercury, and Pluto, and all of them are enshrined with Neptune. So that's a lot of intimate, like, really close to us planets plus Pluto. So intensifying everything and deepening everything, kind of getting us in touch with that shadow side or the uh, underworld, right, in this beautiful... I said trying, I meant sextile. So in a sextile with Neptune. So that's this really lovely energy that is, you know, collaborative and it's bringing in those dreams and fantasies and great time to astral project if that's your kind of your thing or like, you know, do some lucid dreaming, do some, do some dreaming of all kinds, right? You know, like have, go on a trip, like safely, please, but go on a trip, right? <laughs> so that's a great moment to do that, especially if you're like, peace out, family, I'm done. I'm going to go do some magic. Like, 
Go for it. Great day for that. But I will say that January 1st, so our New Year's Day, is actually a pretty darn good day. Um, it's, it's got a lot of really nice, like, easy energy to it. And same thing with January 4th. So um, all those days are good days, but December 24th gets my favorite because of the moon just, like, hitting all those planets in sextile with Neptune. That's going to be... It's going to be a fun day that night. <laughs> so good luck and be safe. <laughs> well, thank you. My pleasure. I feel very excited for the new year. I was kind of like feeling sort of lukewarm about it. Uh, and then last week happened and I did some stuff that I did not know I was capable of. Mm-hmm. And now I'm really looking forward to the new year. And I'm hoping that this is the year that breaks the streak that is my odd-numbered years being absolute shit. (laughs) Please break it. Yes, Yes, break break that speed. Oh, my gosh. I want that for you so badly. Trying to break that cycle. So (laughs) moat that shit. Yes, so moat that shit. I love that. I love that. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us this episode. And thanks for all your support listeners and patrons who reached out uh, about Conowin. And uh, you are really the best, just the best humans out there. Until next time, be well, act with intention, and don't forget, you are magic. I always look forward to that sound, Corey. Now I like know what's coming. I'm like, yes, here it comes. I did it. Get ready for the ham horn. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. You can also join our community on Discord by clicking the link in our link tree. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.